welcome all you true believers out there to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your spectacular host, Jordan, and with me from another dimension this week is my amazing co-host, or ultimate, whatever he goes by, Daniel. Hello, hello. Today we'll be talking the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go to another dimension. Cheers! Cheers! This week was Jordan's week to bring in something for beer and tell. So, Jordan, what have you brought us? All right. Well, this week for Drink and Tell, I brought in some permafrost from Burnside Brewing. They're located here in Portland, Oregon. And the, yeah, they're one of my favorites of the uh, winter ales. They're brewed with seven different uh, hops and malts and it's tasty. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go down there, they're located on East Burnside. Check them out. They should have plenty of this on tap. If not, they're in your local stores. Yeah, you know, uh, Jordan, I know you've always told me that this is your favorite, but I don't actually know if I've ever had it until you brought it in. And I'm like, it's it's pretty good. I don't have any complaints. It is, I don't know, it's got a lot of flavor to it. Winter ales don't always have a ton of flavor, but it's got a lot more it's, than... It's probably that good malt that you're tasting, but yeah, it's good. And I think it sits somewhere like 8.3%. Wow. <laughs> that's a, that's a, well, not a one and done. I'd say a couple and done. This is perfect for, you know, on a cold rainy day to sit, sit by the fire. I'll put it that way. All right. Well, why don't we get into some movie news here? Take it away, Daniel. Today in movie news. Well, I have a couple things for us. Not a lot going on. So I'm going to mention my first bit of movie news real quick here because it pains me to say this, but Benicio Del Toro, which great actor, makes great movies. I mean, his uh, his participation in, uh, what was it? The Last Jedi? Questionable, but not terrible. Well, that whole movie was questionable. Yeah. Well, now it was announced that he's going to play Swiper the Fox in the live action theatrical movie of Dora the Explorer. So swipey no swipey. Who the hell is Swiper the Fox? He's just this fox that robs Dora every episode. That's essentially it. He takes a piece of the puzzle that she finds and they have to go get it back and it extends the episode a little bit. It's just... It happens every time, and you're supposed to yell at the screen, swipey, no swipey. But, yeah, so I thought that was a little surprising. I mean, like, it's not... Um, how do you know this? Uh, that kind of worries me. Well, I I was a kid once, and I was a kid when Dora the Explorer was on. I don't know if she's still on, but I think it's Diego That's, now. I don't know. I can't believe they're making this movie. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just put it up there the with, like, the... Was uh, the girl, like, 16 in it instead of, like, 8? She's 16? Yeah, she's 16 or 17, and yeah, I mean, I'm just going to put that up there with, like, Disney Channel's live-action uh, Kim Possible movie as no-goes for me. But, you know, I, I guess kids' entertainment is kids' entertainment. Not a movie I would have wanted to see, but, uh, yeah, so Benicio Del Toro is going to be Swiper the Fox. Oh, uh, man, we should, we should have some bets going around that time, and whoever loses has to go see that movie and review it. No, nope, I refuse. I'll quit. Anyway, so uh, after that horribleness, somehow it gets worse. This is our, and now this is the next bit of news that I have is, I mean, Jordan, you, you had a Super Nintendo. I don't think either of us had Sega, but you played Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, probably the dentist's office or something. Pro- oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. The orthodontist. So. Well, the orthodontist, at least that I went to, had a Nintendo 64. But I think earlier than that, though, just in the dentist days, 
Sega was the thing. Okay. All right. Well, because I remember N sixty four Mario Kart. Oh, you know, I do. I do remember Mario Kart and Star Fox on the Dreamcast. Mm. I think I think they had a Dreamcast. Was that N64? 64. Yeah. Well, what do I know? Anyway, so uh, so you remember Sonic, you know, a little blue like dude. Yeah, isn't he like a Smurf Flash character? I mean, I wouldn't say that, but let, let's just put it out like well, most people. He's fast and he's blue. Smurf Flash. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. I get I get what you're saying there. So, I mean, most people agree that Sonic's best game was Sonic 2, and then they made like 20 or 30 games after that. So, there hasn't been great Sonic games, excluding Sonic Mania. I know that's pretty big, and it's actually pretty awesome. Besides that, uh, Sonic hasn't really, like, had the best treatment. They kind of just poured him over to whatever the hot new type of game throughout the years. So, you know, Sonic's had its go his go of it, but now... They're putting him through another ringer, pun intended, and they're going to be making a live action, quote unquote, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And it seems like it's going to be live action as like how Disney calls it, where it's still heavily animated, but it looks realistic. And they've released a couple posters. Uh, Have you seen these posters, Jordan? Uh, Yes, I have. And they're atrocious. They're god awful because the first one is sonic looks like he's in like a little power stance his arms look freaky as hell like they look like people arms on some weird amount kind of looks like the same animation they used to bring pikachu to life in that trailer we saw yeah and that was less off-putting than that (laughs) at least i think so that poster is okay i'm talking about the one with the uh golden gate bridge that one was just like what in the i mean that looked like high school kids put that together for a project I know, and I like how in that one that you're talking about, it shows just how fast Sonic is. He obviously, like, it has blue streaks around the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge and that they're still there when Sonic just is planting and taking a picture. It's, oof, these are, these are bad. What are you supposed to be doing if you're just looking down his feet? I, well, I think the blue streak is supposed to be his speed streak. Well, I know, I get that part, but is he supposed to be chilling on the bridge now? I guess he's just hanging out on the Golden Gate Bridge with his off-putting... So it looks like like a GoPro, like if he had a GoPro on his forehead and he'd just look down at his feet as he's running. I don't know, it's a terrible poster, though. Yeah, I, I think it looks bad. Weird blue feet. I mean, the only thing they got right were the red shoes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sure there's better posters coming. Uh, I'm actually, honestly, curious to see a po- or a trailer for this. Yeah, I mean, especially because Jim Carrey's Dr. Eggman. Yeah, I'm not I- saying I'm anticipating this whatsoever, but I'm curious to see it, just to see how bad it's going to be. I think this is going to have to be like a must-watch for us, because, I mean, a Sonic movie, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this. I'm pretty sure this is going to be just terrible, but I would be very happy if they made a great movie, but I don't think they're going to because video game movies in general have not had the best luck. I think one of the better ones, and I'm using that term loosely, was probably the Tomb Raider movies, even like the old ones with, uh, God, what's her name? Married to Brad Pitt or was married to Brad Pitt. Oh, Angelina Jolie. Yes, that's that's who it is. Angelina Jolie. Anderson popped in my mind at first, but yeah, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, Angelina Jolie, and even like the new Tomb Raider. Was Actually, okay. one of the first movies I ever walked out of was her first Tomb Raider movie, and then I didn't bother seeing the second one. Oh. That that new one that came out was earlier this year. Looked halfway decent, but I just didn't get around to seeing it. It was halfway decent. I saw it because I knew it was more heavily based on the Tomb Raider games, which I had played, and they were pretty cool. So, Sonic the Hedgehog. 
running into theaters and probably going to be running out of theaters pretty quick. <laughs> running out as fast as he ran in. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Those are like the only two bits of movie news I have this week. It's been a slow week. Slow week, I guess so. No episode nine news or anything like that? Nope. Uh, figures. That's it for my movie news segment. Well, thank you, Daniel. All right, well, let's switch gears here and get into our main event here. So this week we were talking the new animated Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I gotta say, I'm pretty excited to talk about this one. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, and I think in this episode we'll be talking mainly just Spider-Man in general. Our history with Spider-Man and things like that. I don't know, do you want to go first, Daniel, and talk about kind of just your introduction to Spider-Man when you were a kid, maybe, and the impact he's had on you? Okay, my background with Spider-Man started with the 90s Spider-Man cartoon that was on Fox Kids, I think. And uh, I think I saw it like on syndication. I even remember having a VHS that I got for my birthday or, you know, my mom or dad bought me that had the Spider-Slayer episode, the Daredevil episode, and I I think it was the Sinister Six episode. Oh, cool. I think it like the VHS set was called Sins of the Fathers or something like that. So I remember that. I watched those three episodes the most, but I think I've seen the entire show. I mean, that's <laughs> that was essentially my first like animated superhero cartoon. And, you know, they did crossovers with the X-Men, too. Yeah, I, I remember that episode. Yeah, no, I just, I love that because that's, oh, that's probably what I'm favorite because they have the X-Men in it, then Spider-Man turns into the Man-Spider, and then, uh, then the Punisher comes after him. Like, that was just like, I think that's two or three episodes. Uh, I just, that was probably my favorite arc. That's my intro to Spider-Man was the 90s cartoon, and then I think after that, the Raimi movies came out when I was like, I don't know, like 10? Yeah, 02 was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's a little itty-bitty thing. Oh, my God. So, if 02, that means I was only, <laughs> I was only eight? Jeez. Wow. Okay, so, yeah, so that's... You were only two? Or eight? eight. <laughs> yeah, I was only eight. I was born in 94. Jeez. So, yeah, no, okay. So, so that essentially went from, like, animated Spider-Man to live-action Spider-Man. I didn't have to wait that long. Lucky. But, yeah, so that was my intro to Spider-Man. Like, I never really read any Spider-Man comic books, except for, was it leading up to the Sam Raimi, where they released them, like, in newspapers? They did. Yeah, Yeah, okay, so I read those leading up to the first Spider-Man movie. I remember because, like, every Sunday paper, they had a new, uh... They had a new classic issue of Spider-Man. Which, what a cool way to advertise, I think. Yeah. Oh, man. No, that was that was awesome. I mean, that movie at the time was the biggest box opening weekend ever. I remember the year before that, Harry, the first Harry Potter came out, and I think it set the record, and then Spider-Man 1 came out and shattered it. I remember being very excited about that, too. That's awesome. I mean, I guess that's my experience with Spider-Man. Like, nothing super special. Like, I was kind of born late to the party so i didn't have to wait that long to get live action spider-man and i watched all of the 90s animation and i watched a little bit of the unlimited spider-man but i was more into batman beyond at that point so i didn't i watched a couple episodes and i just kind of thought it was too weird and i didn't i didn't watch the rest of it but you know and then we have all the marvel movies now so that's essentially brings us up to current as far as my experience with spider-man all right well jordan i mean you're a bit older than me a, a bit so you've had more time with this character definitely have 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm trying to think of when I really got into Spider-Man. Because I, I was nine, I think, when the 90s cartoon came out. When did it come out? 91? Was it 91? It was 94. 94. Oh, okay. So I was, I was young. Anyway, so yeah, that was my first big introduction to Spider-Man. I, I mean, I kind of knew who he was uh, based off comics and toys and things like that. But as far as like really being able to explore his world, yeah, the 90s cartoon was my first real good introduction to Spider-Man. And I remember just loving that cartoon so much. I mean, I watched it all the time. Every time the new episode was out, I was there to watch it. Uh, just all the time. Loved it so much. And around that time, he just became a huge fan. And, you know, from the cartoon, I went on and I read some of the comic books. And I just could not wait you know i had posters on the wall by that time and i remember i just could not wait for the sam raimi spider-man movie to come out because it was gonna be the wall crawl on the big screen for the first time ever and i was very excited but yeah like you i had a lot of good favorite episodes that was actually a really good cartoon i've seen some of the older cartoons and some of the newer ones but for some reason i always go back to that one that came out in 94 yeah and it still holds up like they had it on hulu for uh, a bit. I think they took it off, but I remember I rewatched all of it, and for the most part, it holds up. There's a few little quirks, as with regular children's animation, where they kind of reuse some footage, but I'd say overall, it holds up and it's still just as good. Yeah, it's kind of funny around that time, too. They, they I remember in some episodes, they kind of went back and forth between some like city stuff, like cityscape stuff being CGI, and then back to like more uh, traditional animation, but then to like some CGI stuff. Than traditional animation. No, yeah, I remember that too. Like the swing through the city, it'll be like just that weird pan shot around a building in like three D. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was cool. I mean, I love. I still, I love that show. And like you said, it still holds up. It's still fun to go back and watch. And you just you get introduced to a lot of his villains in that. Just a lot of stuff happens in that cartoon, and it, it was great. Um, but yeah, I mean time I've done yeah Sam Raimi movies came out love the first one love the second one even more third one is okay um was still anticipating a fourth Sam Raimi movie and then didn't happen they decided to go a different route and that's when we got the Andrew Garfield reboot which was okay both of them had their moments for sure but I don't know I just I couldn't get fully on board with those ones for whatever reason well I'm gonna interject here because uh my buddy Connor we were talking about that recently how somebody had told him that if out of the live-action Spider-Mans, if Andrew Garfield was your favorite, you're a bowl of trash. And I'm going to have to disagree. I got some words to say about that, because Tobey Maguire was a huge fan service. That was the first Spider-Man movie, okay? Like, that was the first theatrical version of Spider-Man live-action on the big screen. And I think those movies still hold up pretty well. I don't think the Andrew Garfield movies hold up as well, but I think my complaint about that is Andrew Garfield's way too handsome to be Peter Parker. But... If they do have more of like the the funny aspects of Spider-Man where he's swinging around villains like making jokes and playing around with them because you know he's it's got that wall crawling confidence so that's my biggest defense for those movies is that they have more of like the jokes that he would say and just make fun of the villains as he was fighting them like in the cartoons and the comics I'm not going to say that's my favorite one I think personally my favorite live action uh, oh man alright this is this is where I this is the hill that I might die on but I think 
Tom Holland is probably my personal favorite just because he's the youngest character that they've gotten. He looks like he's actually in high school. So I think that just does huge amounts for that character. And I, I well, did... if you want to start at the beginning every time, sure. <laughs> That's true. I know. But I do appreciate in the uh, the Tom Holland one that they kind of brush over his origin story that we've seen already twice live action multiple times in cartoons. Well, so I'll, I'll give him that. Every, everybody knows Spider-Man's origin story. Like, we don't need an explanation every single time and trying to just tweak it just a little bit to make it unique to this Spider-Man storyline. Like, we just need to just move past that. We know how he became Spider-Man. Exactly. I would, I'm still curious to this day what James Cameron's script would have looked like. James Cameron wrote a Spider-Man movie script back in the early 2000s that got scrapped, but it started out, I remember it started out with him already as Spider-Man. Like, they skipped the origin story. He was probably like a mid-20s Peter Parker at this point. Oh, man, see, that's perfect because... Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, Jordan, but they actually recently came out with a Spider-Man game on the PlayStation. I think it was this year in September. Mm -hmm. And it's super fun. Like, swinging around New York City is awesome. But the story starts out, they don't go through an origin story. The developers are just like everybody knows. So they started out as a 26-year-old Peter Parker. So he's been Spider-Man for a few years. And uh, so he's got the hang of it. He knows what he's capable of. And they just start from there. So he's, you know, that he already has a rogues gallery. He already has that stuff. So it just kind of starts in the middle of Spider-Man's story. And I think that's probably the best way to go about it at this point, especially. Well, I think so. We already know. I mean, I'm trying to think of, so are we kind of done talking our introductions here? Because as far as I go, yeah, introdu- got introduced to the cartoon. Couldn't wait for the Sam Raimi movies. Loved them, especially Spider-Man 2 is my favorite of all the Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man 2 will always probably be my favorite one. Until now, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Coming soon. We'll talk. Um, Spider-Man 2 will always be my favorite. Garfield movies are okay. I did like that we had Gwen Stacy in that one. Like, he was supposed to know Gwen Stacy first before Mary Jane. I do like that, that they did that, too. And I loved Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. I thought she was great. And, you know, they did her death and everything semi-properly in the end of the second one, which was fine. Liked it. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had a good time with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah, like, I loved his introduction in Civil War. That was awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we gotta skip his origin story because we all know it. So yeah, and he was good in uh, Infinity War, and I'm looking forward to you know, Endgame and Beyond with him. So it'll be good. I guess uh, let's talk some Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. All right, sweet. So well, I don't know. I'm curious to think because uh, we saw it together because we were just. I mean, this is probably one of my most anticipated movies of this year. So we were just we saw it opening night Thursday at like eight o'clock and we watched it i loved it and jordan fell asleep okay my defense i we went out for drinks and food beforehand and i probably had too much to eat because yeah i got a little food coma and i was sleepy during the movie same thing happened with uh, black panther back in the early part of the year. Oh my god, you're right. I re- not not that Black Panther was boring or nothing. I just had too much to eat and a couple drinks and I was tired, so I fell asleep. Um, but yes, I was fighting hard to stay awake in the theater and not because I was bored, but I was just tired. Yeah. And yes, I ended up falling asleep quite a few times throughout the movie. I caught a lot of it, but I still, yeah, I probably missed about half of it. So yes, I went back and rewatched it this morning. So this time I was 100% awake and yeah, gotta say, it's a lot better experience when you're fully awake. <laughs> Because, yeah, it was a totally different movie this time around. But I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, I think what I liked the most about it, I'll just start off with this part, initial thoughts, is it's different. I just like the differentness of it. Like, 
I'm one thing I'm getting tired of with all these Marvel movies is just it's the same formula every single time. They play it safe, a little too safe, and it's just the same formula every time. People praise the hell out of Black Panther, but to me it was a good movie, but still just a lot with another Marvel movie is going by the same formula. Like it did not stand out that much to me. Like and there's a lot of bad CGI in it too. Yeah, you're right. And that's the hardest part, especially with Spider-Man himself. Like, he's been rehashed so many times. So it's it's nice to see a movie that takes... I mean, it was animated, so that was a little different than regular Marvel movies. But then they just chose an animation style that was completely different than anything you usually see. Which was cool. I like that a lot. I know. It lo- I think that's the closest I've ever seen to, like, this isn't a movie it's like a moving comic and that's what it looked like it looked like a comic book on screen which i really enjoyed yeah i i I love the animation that was like one of my most anticipated parts of it going in was just how different it looked i thought it might look a little clunky i mean i think the first trailer of the animation looked a little a little clunky but still like stylized enough like okay this could just be part of the style but i think they've they cleaned it up a lot since that initial trailer and the animation still looks awesome yeah no it does i was a little confused at first and my eyes adjusted eventually but it was kind of weird because like in the background it seemed kind of blurred almost it kind of looked like a 3d movie when you take your glasses off so i was a little not, I mean, I wasn't confused because I knew it was what they wanted. But yeah, there was a part of me was like, wait, are we supposed to be in a 3D showing? Like, this is like in the first couple of minutes. I was like, are we supposed to be in a 3D showing? Like, should we have glasses with us or something? No, I, I noticed that too. Like, when they did close-ups, especially on like the clothing, like the outer lines of the clothing were like blurred, like you were supposed to be wearing 3D glasses or something. I mean, we saw it in XD. So I mainly just thought, noticed that in the background, but... I don't know, I guess my eyes adjusted because it looked fine the rest of the movie. And yeah, when I saw it, in, I didn't see an XD this time around, but I saw it in general. But it was good. and But yeah, the style of animation was fun. And I, just, I don't know. I, I love the Spider-Man movies overall. I think most of them are pretty good for the most part. And there's definitely great parts in every single one of them. But I still feel like you can just do a little bit more with animation than you can in real life. Which kind of sucks as I would... You know, Spider-Man in real life is fun for me to watch. I enjoy it, but I still think there's just a little bit more you can do with animation than they just can't in real life. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd argue to say you can do a lot more in animation than you could. I mean, there's some stuff that you can pull off in live action, but one, it's just going to look goofy because there's real actors doing this wacky comic book stuff and comic books are wacky they're zany i mean they can be serious but they can pull off some insane insane stuff and i think animation is a perfect place for superheroes to live like i still love live action movies but like animation is still like prime for things so you can see like these crazy fights that you cannot translate to the big screen and this animation style was incredible for that and i just love i loved the deep like the the deep cuts i guess uh that this movie pulled like i mean uh peter porker the (laughs) the spider ham which i mean i thought that was hilarious like a very cartoony (laughs) cartoony version of spider-man and one of the ones that i had never heard of before was penny parker like this anime spider-man from like a future year yeah she was cool yeah i know i'm like and i also love how what was she from like 2050 or something like that something like that like, I think she, yeah, I think she was, like, somewhere along those lines. And, you know, and I loved how, like, her characters, like, the character models, I guess I'm going to go into that. It's just, they're all, 
their distinctive character models and like they function they each functioned a little different like i mean spider gwen spider-man and miles morales kind of functioned similarly but then like spider-man noir i it, it was told that he could only see stuff in like black and white and uh spider i still didn't catch that the second time around uh, spider ham like i guess he's more like a a zany like almost like a looney tune because he like pulls out a hammer yeah no basically yeah remind me of like looney tune cartoons yeah and then uh penny parker like they had anime transformation scenes for her she has a mech like i i had never heard of her before this movie but i i think that i i kind of loved her character a lot just because of like how much like they played into like she was the only one doing anime type things i don't know i just thought that was kind of cool how they each kind of like did different stuff yeah uh, that was it was just a really cool way to like um tell a new story and it just again it felt fresh uh, and that's probably what i enjoyed most about this is just how fresh it felt and you brought all these characters together from different dimensions and they got to learn to work together and it was just fun watching them go on their adventure and, like i really enjoyed scenes where like the Peter Parker, I guess, I don't know, middle-aged Peter Parker, we'll call him, is teaching Miles Moranis stuff, like uh, swinging through the forest. Yeah, uh, shoot and flip. Yeah. Shoot and flip. Yeah. Like, that was hilarious. No, there's, like, there's some good stuff there. Um, some good, we see some classic villains. We see, what, Green Goblin, Prowler, uh, Tombstone. Yeah, Tombstone. Uh, Kingpin, obviously. Kingpin. Um lady octavius yeah that that was the only that was one of the only characters that i hadn't had any previous experience with i live octavius yeah, i think was I think, her I character live, name yeah but yeah i had never seen a version of a female doc Ock before so i'm not sure what like comic she's in but i, th- I thought she was cool her arms actually kind of freaked me out because they look a little bit too Organic, like they kind of just look like pulsing worms. Yeah, they kind of they kind of <laughs> did, like have this rubbery, yeah, organic look to them rather than metal. So yeah, that that was pretty cool though. I enjoyed her character quite a bit. But yeah, Aunt May was pretty cool in this. Yeah, Aunt, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I like kind of mid, old, like mid level oldness for Aunt May, where she doesn't look completely frail. She just kind of. Looks like she's in her 60s or 70s in this movie. And honestly, Aunt May, kind of a badass in this movie. Yeah. I I mean... Different side of Aunt May we haven't seen before. (laughs) Yeah. She... I mean, I think one of my favorite parts with her (laughs) is, uh, well, to get into a little bit, uh, all of the Spider-Men all come to Aunt May's house. And then it gets invaded by, I think, Scorpion, Tombstone, and oh, yes. Prowler? Oh, that's right. Scorpion. Oh, and Doc Ock. And, uh, yeah, I forgot about Scorpion also. Yeah, and she, uh... Weird, she, he kind of looked... Uh, he was kind of a weird rendition of that character. Yeah, I've never, like, I've always... He kind of looked like Scorpion King from that Mummy movie. Yeah, I know. He's usually green. I've never seen him, like, I think he was just brown in this movie. Yeah. And like, so I thought that was kind of weird too. And he spoke Spanish. I've never seen that rendition, but yeah, that was interesting. But I think I love the Aunt May part. She's like, all these villains invade the house, and he's like, "Can you take this outside?" And then they start fighting in the house, and like, it flashes back to Aunt May a little bit later, and she has a bat. She hits somebody, and she's like, "I said, take it." outside that was pretty good yeah I, <laughs> this was very enjoyable like there's just so many cool things about it like funny moments that happen they just do a lot of cool things with the like 
um, like I guess things they show, just even from like a cinematography point of view too, that I liked about this. I like the Miles Morales character too. It's it's Miles Morales. I said Morales. What did I say? I think you said Moranas. Morales. Yeah. Miles Morales, right? Yep. Okay. There we go. But yeah, anyway, I liked his character quite a bit. Uh, I liked Spider Gwen a lot too. She was really cool. Oh yeah, she she was probably. I mean, I love Spider Gwen. She's awesome, and I like how they used her in this movie. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like Miles Morales lives in a world where there is a real Spider Man, and that Spider Man gets killed at age twenty six, and he gets bitten by uh, his, uh, some other radioactive spider, which was pretty cool. I actually I like that part too, how they show this like dramatic blood transformation go, and then it does a quick pan out to his body, and he just like flicks it off him. Yeah, that was, I thought that, that was, was great. Fun. Like this is a huge moment. He's just like slap. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I thought that was great. Just trying to think. I, I guess what, what what was your favorite? What were your favorite scenes in this movie? Um, favorite scenes. I guess I guess for me personally, I like the fight scene inside of Aunt May's house, and I guess I also like. I guess right before that scene too is when they go to Aunt May's house and she takes them into like the spider bunker that it was, was like cool. the spider cave that was cool spider <laughs> and, cave i mean i love that because there's so much fan service in that scene because it shows like a spider-man like a dune buggy a yeah. motorcycle like from old like spider-man all, toys all, all the bad toy lines that ever came out like spider-man doesn't ride a motorcycle or drive a dune buggy like what the heck or have an airplane but but hey <laughs> so you gotta cool. sell toys to kids and so. no i love that in even when they uh well, when they showed like all these different Spider-Man suits that he's had like in throughout the years in like different comics and stuff, I was like freaking out because I think there were only a couple suits in that whole lineup that I didn't have in the Spider-Man like PS4 game. They even had the suit that was specifically designed for that game on the wall, which I thought was super cool. Yeah, I was yeah I know I was trying to like there's so many of them to see, but that was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think here. So, favorite, my favorite scene... I don't know. For some reason, I like the lab invasion scene quite a bit. The stuff leading up to that was good, though, as far as just him meeting the uh, middle-aged Spider-Man and him telling his story and how he... What, I kind of liked, liked his backstory of what was going on in his life before he got in, pulled into the dimension. That was yeah. pretty funny. Like, they show him depressed, like him and Mary Jane had been married and then looked like gotten divorced and he was very depressed and he was putting on weight from just eating all the time. <laughs> so, and that's, yeah, we kind of see he's enjoying pizza before he gets pulled into the next dimension. <laughs> exactly. Which made it pretty interesting. But yeah, no, I, I, liked, I liked his character quite a bit. Um, Jake Johnson, I think, who played him, did a good job there. There was a lot of good name actors in this, too. You had Chris Pine in there as one of the Spider-Men, Nick Cage. Um, Who's the girl that played uh, Gwen? That was, like, Haley something, Haley Steinfeld. Yep, that's it. Played Gwen. And, uh, I'm gonna, this is gonna be a butchered name, but uh, Shamik Moore, who played (laughs) Miles Morales, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I enjoyed his voice as the character. And, yeah, from last week's episode, um, we had uh, Brian uh, Tyree Henry play uh, his father in this. And I liked their relationship. Actually, one scene I really liked was when 
Miles had been from one of the other Spider-Men. He had been webbed up and his mouth webbed shut. He was in his dorm room, and his dad comes to the door, and he's talking him through the door, and there's a good moment there. Miles can't talk back, but they kind of have this moment still right there through the door, and that was a really cool scene, I thought. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad you pointed that out, because that kind of like brings up one of my main, like one of the things that I loved the most about this movie is the funny moments were funny, and but the heartfelt moments... They let them sink in. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job on the emotional side of things. Like, I was actually surprised how well they did with the emotional side of things. Yeah, no, I, I was too. I mean, like like I said, like, that. I mean, okay, I guess we're going to get into a little bit spoilery now. So, if you haven't seen the movie, definitely go check it out. Worth seeing, for sure. So, uh, one of the heavy emotional sides is... Well, you see Prowler as a mercenary for Wilson Fisk yeah. in this movie, and if you know the if you know anything about the comics, you know that Miles Morales' uncle is the Prowler. But that's a reveal in the movie, and then uh, Kingpin shoots his uncle. So like Miles like sees him die right in front of him, and then his dad finds his body in the alley, and that's just like a huge like they let that moment sink in. For a while. Yeah. And his then, dad's a cop, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. I, yeah, I don't think we did. But yeah, his dad finds his uncle that Miles like tried to like swing out of like the danger zone. It's just like that moment just hits so hard. And that leads up to that nice moment that you talked about through the door. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like that, that they made that moment last for a while. And then, you know, but they organically like worked in some humor and then transitioned very well out of it. Like it just walked such a great line between funny moments were funny, heartfelt moments were heartfelt, and it just it was an it's a real ass movie. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, I really don't have too many complaints about this. I mean, it was again like I said different, which I enjoyed that part quite a bit. It was just a really fun um, two-hour Spider-Man cartoon on the big screen, and yeah, definitely worth checking out on the big screen. I feel like no, I, I feel the same way. Like there's and there's so much interesting stuff that they do. Like you, you're not gonna see a Spider-Ham or an anime Penny Parker in a live-action movie. That can only be done. Right. Yeah. You're <laughs> never gonna you're never gonna see that in real life Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. That's for sure. So I think they I I love how they took advantage of the animation. Like you, they could have chosen more like uh, characters that could actually appear in live action but no they pulled into like the backlog of stuff that would never that's, well, that's appear. True. even the villains like maybe you'll see tombstone someday in a movie but yeah you'll probably never see the scorpion most likely or um maybe not even the prowler ever so and for some reason they don't ever put the kingpin in these movies so it's good to see all of that i do i i gotta say i don't like this rendition of the goblin the ginormous goblin that is like more of a monster I don't like this rendition of the Goblin very well for some reason. I just, I don't know why. That's This one never um, grew on me. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel the same way. That's like the best part of the 90s cartoons and even the comics. It's like the Goblin is somebody who's very close to Spider-Man and he has just a twisted mental state. Like not quite as far as the Joker, but kind of like on that same level, I guess. But I think he's more bipolar than the Joker. Like he can go back and forth easier. Yeah, so I don't really know, like, anything about how he turned into, like, an actual, like, mutated monster like that. So I, I agree with you there. Like, it not my favorite portrayal of the, of the, I said Joker, <laughs> of the Green Goblin, but, you know, he's towards the beginning, so they kind of just, like, move past that pretty quickly. 
I don't know. Uh, is there any other cool moments that you wanted to talk about? Well, I'm trying to think here. Uh, we talked about a lot about things we liked. I don't think there's anything I didn't like. Uh, I can't really think of anything I didn't like. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I really don't think anything that really wasn't anything bad to talk about this movie. Um, yeah, sorry to be those guys, but I don't really know anything that I didn't like about this movie either. Right. I mean, I didn't even think it was that long. Like, it was an hour, 17 minutes or whatever. Well, it was two hours. Two hours, yeah. And it, yeah, it doesn't feel like that. It goes by pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I thought the pace was fine. The music was fine. I don't know. Something I did like was, I'm going to relate this back to Black Panther, just because this is one of the more recent movies that did this as well. And I know it's, I think it's becoming more popular, but like Black Panther, like heavy uh, hip hop influenced tracks. And this kind of like takes a note out of that book with Miles Morales being like a young like he's like 15 or 16 he's like a young high school kid who you know would listen to hip-hop and rap i i really enjoyed like the the tracks that they had and i thought like how they paired it with like the pacing of the movie it went really well and i think there it was all original like uh hip-hop and rap tracks for this movie as well Mm -hmm. honestly i even went out like the next day i went out and bought a copy of the soundtracks i liked it so much oh nice so, yeah, I thought that... Was, I, I really well, I enjoyed that. One thing, one thing I did like, too, that I didn't mention earlier was the moments with his uncle. He, he Like, when he's in his apartment and they're just, like... <laughs> he's talking to him about girls. Like, that was kind of funny. And his uncle's trying to give him advice. Like, let's put your hand on her shoulder and say, hey. Yeah, no, that was a really there good moment. There were some good moments there. <laughs> so they they did a good job. Uh, so, to, yeah, again, like, they're really good on the emotional side of things. But, you know, they did some build-up before and, like, they... Sh- showed his relationship with his uncle beforehand to give you, you know, just so his death doesn't seem like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, they they set it up really well to the point where you actually are sad when he dies. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think here. I mean, I oh. kind of got into spoilers. Go ahead. Oh, I, I would also be remiss if we didn't mention the Stanley cameo that was in here. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I was gonna thought was funny, too. It's like, Miles spends half the movie in a costume, like a store-bought costume, Spider-Man costume. Yeah, from, like, Stan's collectible shop or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and even the nice... There was a nice dedication at the end to Stan Lee as well. I thought that was great. I mean, maybe not necessarily, like, supposed to be, like, a, a, like a tear-swelling moment, but since Stan Lee died recently, it definitely became that. Yeah. But, true, true, true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think I've gushed enough about the movie. I don't I don't know if I have anything else to like add to our conversation about how good this movie was. Any final thoughts before we grade this out? Uh, no, you know, like I said, I, I think I've said my piece. I I've gushed about the movie and I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it. I thought it hit. I thought it knocked it out of the park. I was Super excited going into this movie, and I think all of my expectations were met and even exceeded. Yeah, I think I talked about some of my favorite moments and everything. Again, love the animation, love the characters that they introduced. Uh, if I have to give this a grade, I, I'm going to go solid A. I liked it quite a bit. Everything about it was good. The music was good. It's just different. I enjoy the differentness of it. Like As much as I liked Infinity War and Black Panther and, like, you know, last year, Spider-Man, or maybe two years ago, Spider-Man Homecoming. As much as I liked those, this was just a different pace of superhero movie and just different. I just I just like the differentness of it. And I'm actually, you know, if they want to make another one, doesn't necessarily have to be a sequel to this, but if they want to make another animated Spider-Man movie of some kind, whether it be, you know, more Miles stories or just some kind of animated Spider-Man movie for the big screen, 
I'm all for it. Like, I'm definitely all for it. No, yeah, same. And hopefully, I mean, tentatively speaking, I think that's one of the things that makes me score really high on this movie is just how different it was, like Jordan said. And hopefully after we move past it a little bit and looking back, hopefully it's still like just it holds up. Yeah, it's not my favorite Spider-Man movie to date. I think that still goes to Spider-Man 2, but this is highly up there. And maybe it won't ever be better than Spider-Man 2. I just really like that one. No. Um, but... It'll definitely be a good close second, probably. Uh, I don't know. I still like Spider-Man 1 and Homecoming decently well. We'll yeah. see. No, I like both those two. But, you know, for this uh, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, I'm just going to give it just A+. I loved it. I thought the soundtrack was great. I thought the action was awesome. I loved all the characters that they brought into this and how all of them, like, kind of had a unique character model like they're all different like very different from each person and yeah i just i love the movie i'm riding the wave of just how much i loved it still <laughs> so i'm just gonna give it a a plus and you should definitely go see it okay all right well you heard it from us yeah check out spider-man into the spider-verse uh yeah why don't you tell everybody where they can find us and we'll uh, get out of here, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. And let us know what you thought about Into the Spider-Verse. And also let us know what movies you want us to cover next. All right, Daniel. Well, I guess that's all the time we have today. Uh, good chat about Spider-Man. And oh, always. Always. Yeah, anytime there's Spider-Man to talk about, I'm there. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Baby